and welcome to the Leveled Up Podcast. I'm Megan Johnson. I'm Sarah Flannery. I'm Danae Osted. This week we had Natalie Levy from She's Independent, a women's collaborative. Natalie is a absolute genius and a badass. Uh, she talks a lot about uh, going for no, working with your own energy, doing the work, conscious breathing. There's a whole bunch of awesome stuff she went over. So uh, stay tuned for the Leveled Up Podcast. Natalie, thank you for uh, showing up on like literally the shortest notice I've ever asked anybody to come or any of us have because um, you're awesome and we appreciate you. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. I know it was short notice, but you're all amazing and doing awesome things. So I'm very happy to be here. I'm pretty certain you came into my life through Danae. Yes. And Natalie came into my life through a lawyer she met in a hot tub. That's absolutely correct. <laughs> Networking everywhere, you know? Mark's a great guy. Yeah, so that's how we, we ended up coming together because she was talking to him about, you know, what she's doing for women. So Natalie runs a, I'll say a women's collaborative. Um, and she just provides a lot of different resources and empowerment and education and all sorts of workshop for people, not only in Denver, but actually kind of all over the place, um, which I thought was really cool. You were doing um, webinars before it was cool. Uh, so you know, I, I love that, that part of what you do, and it's an element that we've been trying to add in. Um, so yeah, when Mark heard about what it was that, that I was doing, he's like, I think I have somebody who you need to meet. Um, so that's how we, how we got connected and, uh, yeah, the rest is, is history. So Natalie, tell us about your, um, your collaborative. Lay it on. So I've been in Denver for a little bit over a year and I've met a lot of cool people, you know, you being some of them networking in hot tubs and skiing and such. <laughs> um, and I started this women's empowerment collective or collaborative and, I'm really excited about it. I've always been passionate about women's empowerment, mentorship, professional development, but more recently given some things that happened in my family, uh, mental health and optimizing health, you know, came in there in different aspects of empowering ourselves and how do we live these really full and, you know, fulfilled lives. Um, so it really covers all these different, you know, areas, you know, the whole gamut of empowerment and we're big on connection and workshops and conversation. We were doing a lot online before the pandemic. We continue to do, well, primarily online today, but we were also doing offline. You know, the offline in person, whether it's meeting at a rock climbing wall, meeting at a co-working space, you know, it's just a great way to have conversation and learn from each other and basically just, you know, build on each other's energy. Um, so it's a really, you know, fun, I call it a passion project and more of a social impact initiative where it's not something that's sustaining my wallet today, but I couldn't be more excited about what we're doing and the conversations we're having. And so I feel really good about it. Good. And it's so, it's so well aligned with Level Up. I think as soon as I heard what you were doing with She's Independent, it was like, man, I'm so glad that there's more more groups out there that people can find their community of other like-minded and you know, not even like-minded, but other people that want to have a, a, a similar experience 
um, because it is, I'm sure your community, just like it is in Level Up, we're just such a diverse community in, in what binds us is this wanting to um, just kind of push forward in a community way yeah. amongst other women. There's a lot of learning that you can do collectively, you know, whether it's the soul searching or just being able to talk and open up about things. I mean, we cover even things like really rough things that can happen, you know, and you have to heal. Maybe you went through an abuse. Maybe somebody writes about it on the blog and then there's a conversation about it. I mean, we've had events where you have individuals talking about abuses that were really tough and people just opening up in the room and the energy is palpable and it's just so empowering. So being able to talk about anything and the healing and the really positive stuff, but really that whole spectrum and gamut, you know, as women, we're going through really many life transitions. Some of them are, are tougher than others, but to be able to connect and share that human experience, you know, it's a great way to grow and, and be there for one another. Yeah, that's wonderful. And so we got to talk on Wednesday and yeah. um, you've got some really cool ideas about where you want to take it in the future. Did you want to talk about any of that cool ideas that you have moving forward? Because they're great. They're cool. And I want to be a part of it. So <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm always curious what resonates with other people, but we've definitely gone through some pivots. Um, I have a background that spans investing and business strategy. And so for me, um, I very much am taking this journey and saying, like, how can we evolve and how can we get better? And so we've started doing more online given the environment and we've started exploring and doing more grounding and healing given the pandemic. And now with everything going on, you know, following George Floyd, it's what can we do to have deeper conversation and connect people and grow and basically say, what is this unconscious bias and how do we, how do we learn? Um, and so I think programming and doing things that are, I don't want to just say current events, but things that really are life altering where it's, how do we grow as humans and people and how do we love ourselves and build gratitude and all these different aspects of life? Um, listen, I still care about professional development and mentorship. I care a ton. Um, you know, I am financially independent. I'm very excited about that. But what I'm more excited about is how aligned I am with what I'm doing in my life and feeling really good and confident and tapped in with who I am. Um, so really, I think depending on where we are in that journey, I think workshopping and conversation might follow a little bit of that path of what, what is the world asking of us or what do we need to do today for ourselves? Right. I love that conversation. It's something that I talk about all the time and people are probably sick of hearing me talk about it is, you know, just go back to really go back to basics and think about even Maslow's hierarchy of needs and identifying like, where am I on this hierarchy of needs and what do I need in my life to push myself further, further up that hierarchy so that I continue to grow as an individual and continue to be able to add more value, not only to me, but to the world. And that all starts within self, right? We all have to do yep. the internal work that we need to do uh, to grow so that we can move up that, up that hierarchy. And that's really what you're talking about is creating yeah. a space for whatever's happening in the world This, you know, this uh, cumulative experience that we're going through and how can we support each other and what resources do we need to, to inject into our communities so that we can help people continue to, to move up in that. And it is interesting that now that I'm looking at the three beautiful faces in front of me, that we all are kind of doing four, that in our- Four beautiful faces. Well, I'm not looking at my own face. Yeah, then what are you doing on Zoom? Everybody's looking at their own face. <laughs> there are four beautiful faces. Four beautiful faces. So let me just clarify right. that for a second. Well, what I was saying 
when I was looking at my own beautiful face <laughs> was all of us kind of align in that way. Like we've all figured out how, what are we doing in, in, in my own personal way that I'm helping people push forward and, and move forward even, even professionally. Um, and then in our little side projects, you know, like level up is our side passion project and she's independent is yours. But at the same time, like, your history, Natalie, is amazing and how much you've worked to push people forward in any in any individual role that you've been in. Every time I have a conversation with you about it, it's like, oh, and I also found that I could mentor women in finance and I could do this or that or the other thing. So what do you say to people about that in finding their own niche in their own life if they don't have a platform like we have? We're lucky enough yeah. to be in a position where we can create platforms like this for other people. But what about people that don't have this, you know? How, how can they add value in this way? Yeah, um, first I'll say, because I think that we both have big platforms that want to accomplish a lot. Um, I wanna just take a step back and talk about it as a collective or as, I guess, a group of individuals because there's no way that I can offer everything and do everything by myself. So I'm really big on partnership and that's why I love what y'all are doing. I don't even say y'all, that means I'm in a really good mood. <laughs> <laughs> um, but basically, you know, how do we work with others who have all these different skills and how do we, you know, level up together across all these different facets? Um, so part of it is kind of unlocking, I want to say the community empowerment or the individual empowerment of many people. It's not just me, even though, you know, I, I started that she's an appendant, um, community, it really is, and, and I have great stories to share, even though we have, I'm sure, limited time, where community members have now led events and done amazing things and gotten big salary increases and then spoken to our community about it. So just trying to think about how can we kind of give back. Um, but to your question, before I, I went off in that, that segue, I will say that the journey of the kind of inner work to say, who am I and, and what do I really want in life? And you know, what is right for me and how do I get along this path? Some people call it a sole purpose. Um, you know, there are many different words for it. Um, for me, I would say I had a really big uh, acceleration in my growth journey following a trauma that I experienced in my family. Um, when you deal with acute or any form of loss, um, I was grieving in an acute way because it was a loss to suicide and it was my mother. So it was really, really close to me. But that basically tears up your world. And, and then when you're picking the pieces up and you're putting it back together, um, there's something beautiful that can happen, which is post-traumatic growth, right? You can actually grow a ton from a really tough life event. Um, if you don't have a trauma or something really tough that you're going through, there are still ways to do this work and to grow. And I've done a lot of it in my healing journey, but um, just a few to, to mention, you know, there's all different forms of mindfulness and meditation there are guided meditation experiences where you can basically tap into your inner critic and you know what is your mind kind of critiquing in your life. Um, another way is if somebody asks you or if you ask yourself, what do you want? You start peeling back the layers and you keep asking why, why, why? And if you get to, well, money, or I think it's gonna make me happy, like that's not deep enough, right? Now, if you go into, well, I want financial independence so I can develop the confidence and I can show my daughter or, you know, it goes into something deeper. That's amazing. That's when you start getting invigorated and you start getting that real passion. But a lot of people, they're just basically living with their eyes closed. So how do you start to peel that back and 
really tap into who you really are in me realizing, oh, wow, I am really good at finance. I love data. I love mentorship and saying, oh, wow, I'm going to drive forward with this passion project because it aligns with me. And by the way, my, my job, quote unquote, that's giving me money, I'm going to do something on my terms, on my schedule. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to do 12 hour days like I used to because I like to work. I'm going to live and do what I love and I'm going to work as well. So I guess I said a, a bit of a mouthful, but there are many exercises and many workshops or conversations or personal things you can do around gratitude or just expanding your mind and digging into kind of who you are in your soul. Um, but you have to do the work. You have to ask the questions and you have to really just take the time and, and space to grow. Yeah. So I think it's so interesting that you just, one portion of what you just said, I, I thought you just said was absolutely amazing. But like when you're like peeling back the layers of what's actually important to people and, and doing that work to see it's not just about money and it's not just about this. Um, I actually inject some of that into my networking when I'm trying to find partners to work with because I'm really specific personally about who I work with. If you're not aligning with me, we don't have the same growth pattern. We don't have this. We don't have that. And a lot of that's hard to get out of people when you're talking with them. But what you were just saying is, is like, how do we dig past the money? And one of the things that I've started doing, um, I got, I can't take credit for this. I got this from a, a conference, but like, why is that important to you? And take the one of the like money. Okay. Well, tell me why is money important to you? Tell me, and you take another thing of that. Why is that important to you? Why is, and you're going to eventually get to the nitty, whether you, they've done the work to get to the nitty or you just help them open their eyes to get them to the nitty. And they're like, holy shit, that's what that <laughs> And yeah. I mean, like, even if it's just that one moment, like, I just feel like that aligns so much with what you're saying. And that's just one way to do it. But I mean, even doing the work, I mean, it sounds like you've done a tremendous amount of work. I'm in the process of doing a tremendous amount of work. We all are. I think we're always a work in progress in this. And that's something really important to say is, you know, you have, I think when you get to that point where you have all these things that align with you, you know, you feel amazing, but it's also still work, right? Like it's maybe not as hard as work. Like you said, I'm not working 12 hour days. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. And that's what I'm trying to get away from right now is working 12, 14 hour days and giving basically my soul to my job and not giving anything to myself. You know what I mean? I'm doing stuff for that, but it's, it's interesting. And I think what you're saying is so, so powerful. And I can't even like, I I want to address one of the things, one of the things you brought up, which is I've noticed in my life, sometimes you have a conversation with somebody and maybe it's that they're brilliant or maybe they're really good with people and they're so good at digging into the whys, but what if they're digging into the whys or you're digging into the whys but that person hasn't found their path. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. I mean, you'll still get deeper, but you want to be on, you want to know what your path is and you want to know who you are and what you need. Um, the other week I went through a really kind of tremendous, let's call it realization of how aligned I was with what I needed or just the ability to tap into myself because I realized that something wasn't working with she's independent. And within about 48 or 72 hours, I already tapped in and readjusted and realized that there was a pivot that was needed that I felt a lot better. Dig in and do kind of that work to say, well, what do I want and what do I need and what's the right move and action it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and so if you, if you haven't done this deep work, you're not going to have the intuitive nature. You're not going to be able to tap into yourself. When you dig back the layers on yourself, 
you're going to find the middle of the onion, but like, is it aligned with what you really want? So I, I think there's like two pieces to this and, and sorry, we're maybe a little bit out there, but one is just digging into something, whatever it is, it's a conversation, relationship, you, but then there's the alignment and, you know, do you really know? And do you really, have you really figured it out? Um, and I'll bring up, you know, an analogy, for example, around say politics or political views, how many people have independent views from what they were raised with or what their parents say or what their partner said. And when you realize, wow, I have my own, you know, I've actually done the work and I know what I like and who I like and who I support, that is so powerful. But so many people don't come to their own independent kind of, I don't want to call it conclusions, but they just don't know who they are. They just don't do the work to get there. They're just, they're right. just, they're just piggybacking off of what they've, what they've learned or been yes. conditioned to know. That's really smart. Yeah, that's brilliant. I think people don't challenge those thoughts and say, is that something I really am aligned with? Right. Whole conversation, I've been noodling on something. I gotta stop saying noodling. I, think I like that. Are I think you kidding? It's, I like the word noodling. Keep uh, using it. I've been noodling on this idea. And um, it's kind of like how, because we all know I work with businesses and I'm a trained life coach. So I'm constantly like going back and forth between these two things, right? And it's really fun for me. I love that. Um, but when you look at a business from a strategic level, you say, okay, what is your mission and vision? And how do the decisions that you make in your business align? And that's how you keep your business on, on course. Um, and that's why those things, like a lot of people tease, like mission and vision, blah, they're really important. They're critically important for decision-making in your business. Um, and then uh, like a really, really fundamental coaching technique is looking at values and rules and saying, okay, what are the values in my life? What do I hold as a value? Deeply felt important, fundamental value and what are the rules that I have in my life for everybody at every circumstance to either um, honor that value or that can dishonor that value? And if you understand at like a deep level in your person, like for me, my one of my most important values is security and just feeling safe. That's so important to me. If you knew me for five minutes, you understand why um, that's so important. And part of that is like how financial decisions are being made. And so I have rules around finances because finances are so critically important to security for me. And I understand that. And so I can organize my life and I can organize my relationships just like a CEO can organize decisions within their business around what are my values, what is my mission, and what are the rules I have in the business or in my, my life and my relationships around making sure that I'm honoring those things um, and if you don't do that work to uncover that, to peel back those layers, to get to the middle of the onion, which is that those, those deeply felt important values to you, you can't make sure that you're setting up rules for your life, um, that are making you successful and happy and fulfilled. Right. Yeah. I think it's interesting that like, so I, I guess I'm thinking about that in the context of, of something slightly different because for me, the, the hard part about this is because I start out, you know, just like everybody starts with whatever work you're doing, you just have to start. You have to choose a direction. It's going to change. It's going to narrow. It's going to zigzag. Like it's going to go all over the place, but nothing's going to happen unless you start. Right. But um, a lot of the times for me, I have a hard time deciding because 
I feel like I have a pretty strong intuition and I also feel like I have a pretty strong set of, of principles. But what I found is that a lot of the things that I thought were principles were really just limiting beliefs. And so sometimes being willing to do some of the work is willing to examine what's actually a principle of yours and what's something that you're holding as a belief because you feel like you should. Mm. Because for me, when I, the hardest part is when I'm confronted with something about myself that I don't want to see is either I can say, you know what, this feels like something that goes against everything that I, that I believe about myself or that I believe about life. So should I accept this as, you know, something that's just contrary to everything that I believe, or should I accept that as something that changes who, who Mm. I feel I am fundamentally. Right. And that's where I, you know, going through this year, and I know you guys have probably gone through similar transitions. So Natalie talking about like being a workaholic and then deciding, wait a second, this isn't in line with what I actually want with, with my bigger purpose. You know, that's something that maybe could have been a limited belief that you're challenging about yourself as if I'm not, for me, it's if I'm not working, I'm not worth anything, you know, like sure. my, my worth is so tied to my own production or my own value for others right because if I'm just hanging around like what am I doing for anybody else Mm -hmm. then why what is it what kind of value do I even have um so that specifically is is something that I've been challenging about myself is do I have to work all the time Mm -hmm. like it what what I I have to say because it's it's for fabulous women on this I just have to make a, a gender comment because I care about women's empowerment you know I've been a woman that basically in my career, the thing that always um, really inspired me was seeing successful women. Um, and, and by the way, uh, gender can be fluid. So I just speak from the, the eyes that I have. Um, but of course, I, I mean this inclusive. So there are individuals that I'm sure um, have the experience, even if, if they're not a woman. But what I have seen is that a lot of women, because let's say we are, we are not given the same mentorship organically and not the same opportunity because let's say men are on the executive teams. I see a lot of times, and I went through it myself, women work a lot harder because they're basically trying to demonstrate and they need to work harder to get that promotion or to get, to just feel good because they're not getting the same recognition. Um, (coughs) My, my experience, I know not everybody will have this experience, but so many times I've worked with women where, and I've observed myself doing it, the women are working so much harder than their male counterparts. Um, and it's something that I experienced and I lived and I witnessed and kept doing for years. But listen, like if I took a step back and asked myself, hey, is this making me happy? Like I, I resonate with a lot of what you just said, Danae. But I will challenge you to say, try something else. Because if you become a slave to work, because I think so much of our society is around maximizing wealth and wealth building and basically just doing, doing, doing. We, do, we as a Western society just don't take enough time to say, no, let's get out in nature and let's be at peace with ourselves. Let's love ourselves. And I might sound spiritual and out there right now, but it, it, I've grown so much in these areas. Um, to me, being able to get on the trails and hike with my dog and spend less time working on a given day, it makes my life better, you know? And, and there's nothing I would give up for that. Um, so I don't know. I, I, listen, I think that we all in different stages of our lives we may change what we're prioritizing. And when we're younger, it may be, I need to invest until I'm 30 and I've put money into my 401k and then I can ease back a little bit, whatever it is. But 
I really would challenge anybody who thinks they need to maximize wealth like throughout their lives, you know? And I think that there's something else they're running from or hiding from, or just maybe they haven't, they haven't learned a different skill set or a different way. I've had to teach myself these other things in life because I always grew up thinking, you know, I want nice things and I want to provide for myself. So it, it has been this kind of fascinating journey. Um, but a, a concept I'm going to introduce or bring up is a growth mindset, which is failure is okay. Failure is good. It is actually amazing. Grow from failure. If you don't get no, I was, I was mentioning this to Megan the other day. You're not asking for enough. I love to negotiate. I love pushing boundaries and it's odd and it's weird. I like uncomfortable. I like to see how people react. I'm okay with uncomfortable. And I realize that's not a normal thing. Um, and it allows me to excel in things like sales or business development or just growing. And I'll bring up rock climbing because I think that's a sport where you clearly have to accept failure because you're falling off of these rocks and off the wall in order to get better, but you see yourself get better. Mm -hmm. And this concept of a growth mindset, which is, you know, you're evolving and you're growing and you're not, you don't shed the skin and get back into your skin. Like you're always growing. Um, it's this really beautiful thing. And so, you know, I went through the evolution and I've gone through that period of, well, I want the most money I can get. And now it's like, no, no, no. Like I want fulfillment and gratitude and I just want health and community and like love. And it's amazing. And, and I want to bring up an example of when I did mentor and I worked with one of the young women in our community, she's an appendant. Um, her initial ask was she wanted a raise. And what we did in the various sessions where we discussed how to get her a raise is we did something a lot more important. We found her voice and her confidence and figured out what she really wanted. And she not only was able to demonstrate and articulate very clearly and strategically her asks, which not only were for a raise and a substantial raise, 40 plus percent, um, additionally, she got a new title, but she earned respect from people across the organization and for herself and realized in that work that we did together that she didn't even want to work there anymore, but she still got the 43%. And so realizing it can be bigger than the first thing, right? Well, what's the next thing? Why do you want this? Yeah. And really trying to align and, and figure out what you really need in life. Yep. Really interesting. Sorry, do you mind if I jump in real quick today? Well, because Danae and I both struggle with exactly what she just said prior to that this this conversation that we just had and that's what i'm in the midst of doing right now is to try to work and i think covid in the beginning like i saw it as like this is a forced slowdown which i do not give myself like ever 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 and i'm super extroverted so i started struggling pretty quickly with just not feeding off of like regular people's energy and just being out but I think something that I will personally say with Danae that, that is kind of common in Danae is, you know, I almost have a fear of like stepping away because the few times that I have stepped away to go take care of myself or take a walk or do this, like shit implodes in my world, like at my job, like, and I work and I do mortgages, right? Residential mortgages. And, you know, the whole thing is not the end of the world. I, people tell me all the time, people don't die from refinances. People don't die from purchases. I'm like, yeah, but somebody's living in a freaking hotel for the next three days because we screwed up, you know, or somebody screwed yeah. up. So like, I think there's, I have legitimate fear, like with the fact that like, if I'm not on, yeah. and I'm, you know, 
if I'm not on and I'm not giving the hundred percent and I'm not being a workaholic, you know, shit will implode. And well, it's a weird way for me to say it. Cause I don't think like, no, the no, I, I completely get what you're saying. And I, I understand the mortgage world and I haven't been in your seat, but I've sold into people like you and I've done it on the institutional side as an investor. And what I will say is some industries, and there's a reason they're going to be mainly male dominated. They may be less accepting of flexibility. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's a gender thing. I don't know if it's a industry thing, but certain roles, you're just not going to be able to tune out the same way. You're always going to have to be on. Um, so that's a bigger question, right? But no matter what, I would challenge you to say, well, can you reserve an hour for yourself every day where it's your time, you have your coffee, you go on your walk, whatever it is, where it's your time and nobody can interrupt you, right? Can you make sure to get nine hours of sleep, which I would argue is more than most people get, but it helps with your immunity, the current environment, your mental health. Like there are things that to me are non-negotiables that anybody should be able to do in any career. But yours is going to be less flexible than others if you want to just take a day off. You might not be able to. And I yeah, that. I, I today, you know, was physically not sitting at my desk all day um, for physical reasons. And like, I've gotten two texts and had to get two pre-approval letters out today. Like, because that's my job, right? Like they, these people can't put an offer in without my yeah. pre-approval letter, which, you know, is at the point, like when I was doing it, I was like, man, I really just would have liked one day to just right. Why, how come there's not another person that can cover for you? And maybe that's a lean organization or maybe right. you don't have parallel processes, but I would say if you're good, which I know you are because of your company, um, listen, like you should, and, and we should all feel confident when you need something, you ask for it. Yeah. And a lot of women, especially don't use their voices and aren't speaking up and aren't asking for things because again, it's this, Oh, well, I have to keep demonstrating. No, like, if you're good, own it. And that confidence in what you execute around, if they're not going to appreciate that, then that's not the place for you. Right. So when you need something and you want to take a, by the way, a personal day is absolutely fine, especially today in, the, in these times, take it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I want to piggyback on that a little bit for my own sake, because, you know, a, a couple things. The, the first thing that I thought about when you were talking earlier, Natalie, about how you, um, like you know going for no you like um pushing the limits and make people feel uncomfortable like when you said that I was like man I'd really like to like that and one of the things that I've seen with young women especially and we talked about this when we had the women from gather on is that I feel like there's a disconnect between how many young women um, would be really, really amazing in sales or in entrepreneurship type roles, but there's so much fear because I feel like a lot of the time women are so socially conditioned to be, um, you know, people pleasers, right? And the idea of trying to get a no from somebody or dealing with any sort of rejection is something that we're not prepared for, you know, and I can tell you that it's certainly not something that I was prepared for because I know I'm at least confident enough or I was it, you know, when I started in finance to know that I'm smart and to know that I care about people and to know that I want to build relationships, but the actual skills in place or having somebody tell me, you know what, it's okay if you get some rejection, that doesn't mean that those people hate you. It doesn't mean you've burned any bridges. It doesn't mean that you don't have people in your life anymore. 
you know, I wasn't really prepared for something like that. And, you know, I'd like, I, like I said, I'd like to like, see a couple things. First of all, how, you know, you've seen that happen in the women that you're coaching and mentoring. And then if somebody is not in, let's say a role where you have somebody to model that for you, because I could say, look, if I, if I'm working in an organization with you and I see you doing it, right. I see you, um, you know, teaching people how to sell in a certain way, or I see you having certain conversations or advocating for yourself or speaking up or doing all of these things, then maybe I have somebody I can kind of model after, but the struggle for me, and I think a lot of other women in, in sales roles is that we don't see anybody doing that effectively without losing their feminine energy altogether. Does that make sure. sense what I'm asking? Because you do a yeah. such a good job of balancing your masculine and feminine um, in that you do, you know, a little bit more of the, the work and the doing, but also honoring the rest of who you are. Yeah. What do we do if we don't have anybody to model that for us? Well, I personally feel strongly that having that mentorship component is critical. Yes. And it's rare that young women are going to find, let's say, organic mentorship and people in more senior roles that can teach them what they need to be taught in environments that, you know, are male dominated because it's just, it's, it's harder if you don't look like the person or, you know, a lot of women entering even the workforce or at any age, right? You have to learn some of these skills and these building blocks that you haven't learned because you likely haven't learned because of the society we've grown up in, which is having strength in your voice and having confidence. You know, a man and a woman could walk in their boss's office and both say the same exact thing, asking for a raise, but based on the body posturing, you know, how much space are you taking up? Based on the confidence and the tone of your voice, based on having dealt with reject rejection and really owning what you're asking for, I mean, they can be very different conversations. And you could basically get a no, even if you ask for it as a woman, if you don't really own it. Um, so I, I am excited with She's Independent, where it's, I can be a mentor and we can, through this network and through this community, have conversations and build different skills where I don't think a lot of corporate environments or really entrepreneurship or you know many of these environments, I don't think are teaching their employees um, younger employees, some of these core skills. Um, listen, I think there's a proliferation of coaching out there. I think Megan is extremely unique and extraordinary in many ways. Um, but a lot of coaches, I don't think it's very tailored. I think they've taken a lesson from some other master coach and they're just kind of reiterating and how much value is that really going to add? Maybe they'll make you feel good. And again, I'm, I'm sorry that I'm, I'm coming off as negative, but you meet somebody like Megan or you meet someone like me we are going to be insightful and strategic and we are going to look at a situation and we're going to teach you based on what is happening. Um, and so there's something really important about that, right? What are our motives? We truly care. We're passionate and you're paying us, but um, <laughs> we really care. And when you're, when you look at a workplace, you know, how many people are going to spend the time to really mentor and really build somebody up if that's not their job? And how many great managers and really inspiring leaders do we have? Not enough. Um, so yeah, I, you know, she's an independent. I'm excited that I can do some of this mentorship and, and some of this in a, let's say, you know, outside of the corporate environment. But I think people need to look for it and they need to search for it and they need to, you know, skill build. And it's not just about, you know, well, what do I say? 
listen, I was really curious. I would read books. I would talk to people. I, for whatever reason, like I like to know, like I, I just am an oddity, right? <laughs> I've more worked on my feminine side. The masculine came more naturally. Um, but for somebody else, I'm happy to help them work on the masculine. I can bridge the gap because that comes naturally to me. I think that's why you and I get each other so well. Uh, and like so many memories came up for me while you're, while you're explaining this. And I think part of the reason I, I just came so naturally to the role that I'm in is I'm a masculine female. Like I t masculine femininity is such a, like a, such a neat continuum to look at, you know, and I'm, I recognize that I'm a masculine female with like all of these like super gooey inside feelings, but I'm, I, I, you know, I present more hard. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think the first time I really recognized and found like gratitude in the way I was raised and creating that in me was when I was in basic training and I watched women around me fall apart because they were being yelled at and just could not function under this uh, the circumstance of somebody yelling something innocuous to them like yelling yeah. at them to like go pick up a piece of paper like but it's but the median the way the message was being sent to them was through yelling and they could not deal with it and it was the first time i looked around like we are not we are not raising women to be able to handle a situation where it's it's scary or shocking or you know intimidating to them and that was what the first time I realized like, wow, I'm really grateful that I can do that. I could just be yelled at something and listen to the message and say, okay, I'll go do that now. Um, yeah. But women don't um, typically, or more feminine people aren't really able to uh, see that and, and, and deal with a situation in that. And it really shows up in business, whether you're in you know, small business, running your own thing or in corporate as well. Because when I first, when I left uh, the military and went on to work for a major defense organization, and that first year, you you know, the first time I got like a corporate review, and I had hit all the marks that he set out for me, but I didn't get a, I didn't get a bump, and I didn't get a promotion, and I was just so broken. I was like, why? I did everything. I did everything. I, you just sat across from me, Bob and told me that I did everything that you had asked, but I didn't get a bump. And it was like, man, I, I immediately knew it. Like, okay, this is different. I'm going to, I'm going to run at this thing. Like I ran at basic training and yeah. I'm going to, and it's going to just, it changed it for me. But without that experience, I don't think I would have immediately known like the next year around, I said, this is on you, not on me because I did every, like, I did everything that you had asked and you didn't mentor me. And so this is on mentorship because if you told me to run 20 miles past the goalpost, I would have run 20 miles past the goalpost. Um, and so, uh, that's when I shifted immediately and like, Oh no, other women need to hear this because I'm looking at the room and seeing men go ahead and men go ahead and men go ahead. And I see it and I see it now in people trying to get clients. I'm like, well, how did that client conversation go? How did that closed conversation go? And they're like, well, I told him I could probably do the job. Right. No, no, you so can't. Went up there and told them that they'd also wash their car and get their groceries and do all this other stuff. Like, come on, we gotta, we just gotta do better in teaching women that they they have the right to ask for more. You have the right to ask for more, and you have the right to ask for mentorship, and you should. Like, you have the, you have this 
you have the responsibility to self-advocate. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's across our lives. And by the way, I think you have to do it in so many facets, such as you go to the doctor and they yes. slap you with an IUD or whatever it is, and they don't tell you about how important it is to be tapped into your reproductive system and how healthy it is when you're not just following you know, the Western medicine protocol, which was all built around men. I mean, you have to advocate. And some doctors won't even talk to you about things regarding feminine health. Like they just, they don't learn it in med school. Um, and, and not to go down a, a health tangent, but the point is there are so many areas of our lives that we really do need to advocate for ourselves because unfortunately other people either don't have the information or they're just, they're not going to start the conversation. And so it's really important that we're tapping into what do we need and what do we want? Um, and we can't just sit back. Right. Yeah. We, Danae kind of started that train for us. We just recently released an episode on hormones and women's reproduction and how important it is to realize that, you know, we don't function at high level like this the whole time. We have right. different things and we have to be able to schedule and realize like, yeah, that felt really good two weeks ago. Right now, it's not. So what can I do to either get to that point or, you know, adjust or, re, you know, it's, it was, it's super important. I've been doing a ton of reading on it since we did that episode. And um, it's really, really, really important to tap there's, into. There's so much we can tap into as women to mm -hmm. optimize our minds, our energy. I mean, it's really fascinating stuff. You know, men have a 24 hour cycle, whereas we have that 28 to 35 day. I mean, there's so much we can learn if we're open to it. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. Can I just ask a little history question in regards to how you have found out, you know, what, what brought you to bring up, you know, she's independent and everything. Like what were some of the really monumental things that really stood out to get you to where you are today with this? Yeah. So I've definitely gone through some, let's say career transitions and pivots. Um, I started similar to Megan in a pretty regimented role um, on wall street. I was derivatives trading. I worked on wall street for five years. I went into tech sales um, a few different organizations, tech investing, but all of it, I would say was more along the path of working very hard in a lot of hours and basically not receiving the type of mentorship I would have liked, even if I was looking for it. And ultimately just realizing that money wasn't the objective for me. So when I lost my mom about a year and a half ago, um, in transitioning my life and leaving San Francisco and coming to Colorado, which was this Mecca that had always been calling me, uh, in going through that healing journey, I'm sitting on my couch and I'm chatting with one of my friends who's a serial entrepreneur and I'm chatting with her about this women's empowerment concept and she's like, why don't you just start building it? And so I did. Um, initially, it was actually, the concept was a little bit more sexual health and basically our sexuality as you know a means for empowerment but I realized that mental health for me was a really big one given the depression and suicidal depression that had surfaced in our family. So the journey for me was, okay, well, let's look at empowerment across all these different areas and facets. And for me, healing as an empowerment and as a growth mechanism was huge over the last year and a half. So exploring those modalities. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really just been about I didn't receive the, the mentorship and I didn't receive some things that I would have loved in my career. Um, yet I've always been driven and excited about saying, well, how can I help other young people, whether it's men or women? Listen, I love it 
when a young man at work says, I just told my dad about you, you're like an amazing salesperson and basically you inspire the hell out of me because that now, however old he is now, 30, he's gonna go through his career and he's gonna have been inspired by a woman. So to show everybody, this is what women can do. That's something that I was really excited about and just thinking about it as a means for empowerment. Um, so I guess, yeah, it's been a journey in the making and the journey is still going. I mean, who knows oh, yeah. where we will end up. Um, but listen, I'm, I'm really excited about where I am today. And, you know, I'd say the continued trajectory of growth and the people I'm meeting and the, the communities that we're building together, I, I couldn't be more excited about it. That's awesome. I, I, one of the things that keeps kind of popping up for me right now is because you kind of started off on this like professional development um, path. And I think that a lot of us do. And it's funny because I feel like for a lot of us, professional development is just kind of the gateway to all of the other growth that comes along with it. Because I don't know, I don't think I was really seeking out growth in the first place when I started networking and when I started getting involved in, you know, podcasts and reading a whole bunch of books, I didn't, I didn't have the words to think of it like that. I just knew that I wanted to be better because of X. I wanted to make more money or I wanted to connect with people better because of what it could do for me. Mm -hmm. Right. And I feel like so many people go into that professional development world, starting off with not necessarily that deep, deep dream of, Oh, here's exactly what it'll take for me to be fulfilled. It's that kind of surface like well I think if I made a little bit more money I'd be happier or I think if I could work on my own schedule I'd be happier or if I had more clients like then this would take off and then I could kind of work when I want like then I'd be happier um so it's interesting to see not and I've you know Natalie haven't noticed long enough to to know but I always joke about our business cycle syncing up because we all kind of started at like similar places and we've kind of been at similar places so now none of us are concerned about, you know, we all started with this high level, like, oh, I just, I need to meet people because I need clients and I have no <laughs> idea where to find them. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where we all started. And then it dug down to, okay, now I have clients. What do I do with them? And then now it's digging deeper and deeper and deeper. And I, I'll say as really difficult as it's been over the last few months going with through, you know, what the world's been going through. And that has been difficult on me in a lot of different ways it's also given me the time to dig in and say, okay, now what's really important. If I have all these other pieces in mind, mm-hmm. now I'm not really thinking about the, the professional development components as much anymore. I'm thinking, right. I'm so thankful that I spent the time actively building relationships with other people. Not yeah. knowing that that was that the, the, the treasure all along was friendship. Like I didn't, you know, like I didn't know that that's what I was looking for. And I didn't know that what I was looking for was, was self-actualization or, um, was confidence to take a step back from working so hard at my job, because that's really the kind of happiness I was looking for. Like, so is that what you guys see too? Is that for the most part, people kind of start at this like surface level, like maybe this will make me happy. And then that's how you start digging into the actual work of becoming who you're supposed to be. I mean, I think that's a great observation. Like, I think a lot of younger women, it is about finances and professional development. But I think as we start going through more things in life and realizing that, wow, to have these skills to be able to handle my mind or the stillness or, you know, some really tough event, or realizing how important community is, I think that as we get older, you know, go through more in life, we realize there's so much more. And 
we realize balance matters. We realize different energies and being able to, you know, basically handle anything. And again, I want to say grow from anything because if you really ask people, and, and I don't, I don't know how you would do this, but kind of, you know, really dig into what is life, what is life, and you know, what have you done? It really is. I would, I would think with a lot of people, it's about, you know, what is the journey and how are you growing? Even if they don't use those words. Um, I think something I left out of my, my earlier, you know, answer to Sarah around the journey was, listen, I lived in New York for a decade and the amount of older wealthy men that would hit on me or the amount of wealthy men and younger women, it just, it was disgusting to me. So I think in many ways, my experiences have shaped the, well, I wanted to be financially independent. And so I was. And I wanted to work hard. I wanted to, you know, I didn't want to have to rely on somebody else when I didn't like these power dynamics. So I think a lot of things shaped my experience. Um, but yeah, now that I've gotten to the point where I do feel comfortable financially and also realize that, you know, having mental health and having overall health was so important. Yeah. Like I've definitely changed the direction of maybe where I'm steering my ship or where I'm investing and, and, you know, what I'm doing with my life. I totally agree. I think, I am, I'm constantly with, I, I mean, I, I've already kind of touched on it with clients talking about, okay, so what are, what are the immediate needs in the business? And like, what are the skill gaps and what are the knowledge that we need to increase? Like, what are the things for you to make your business better right now? But also at the same time, like there's always this through line, like how are we making you more resilient and how are we learning to, pres how, how are we preserving the learnings from this? And what are yeah. the higher level things that we're doing to grow you? Because if you grow, the business grows. Yeah. Like, and if you grow and you become better, you're, everything becomes easier for you. So we can't ever not do this high-level work while we still maintain the day-to-day. -day. And I think that is the key to success. Yeah. And, and I think there was something even earlier that Sarah had said, and I, I didn't speak to it then, but following Megan's comments, you know, realizing that it's not always working harder it's working smarter. And sometimes just having that insight of when to step back and when to be strategic and not just do the next thing, but say, well, is there a way to leapfrog? Is there a way to automate? Is there a way to do this in a different fashion with better ROI? What is the ROI return on investment for anybody who doesn't know the term? You know, what are my margins? What, it, what feels good? These are now questions I ask myself where in my younger years it was, let me just do it. Yeah. Um, and that wealth or accumulation of call it knowledge and strategy and insight allows us to operate at a different level. And somebody like Megan or somebody like I can, you know, basically chat with you and be those eyes or help you see your own path. Right. But sometimes you need help because it's really hard to see the forest when you're in the tree. Right. Like it just to be, to be able to take that step back, but you can learn how to do these things. Um, so I think it's really important. You know, it's a, it's a shift of mindset. Yeah. It's a, it's the marathon versus sprint mindset for sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And it's hard to do. I think also um, when you're in constant conflict or in your constant fear, or if you're in, like always in this place where you're just trying to get by, uh, it's really, really difficult to work on that. And so I, I like, I respect that. And there's definitely going to be people that hear this and I want them to know that I see you because they're in a situation where like, I'm just trying to buy groceries, man. Like I don't have time to work on self-actualization. And my response to that is like, I, I get that, 
but we're always going to be just trying to get groceries if we're not working on some of this other stuff. So we have yeah. to find a way, kind of like we were talking to Sarah, like, Sarah, you've got to find an hour, dude. Like, you've got to. And um, you're definitely not in that situation, <laughs> that situation where groceries are the concern. But but I hear that. And I, I've been there in the situation where it just feels like there's, I'm never going to get to a place where I can work on this higher level stuff. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is you're never going to be able to work on more higher level stuff if you don't work on higher level stuff. I also, I want to add in there, you know, moms in quarantine, I think work from home moms are some of the ones just really underwater. Like I don't even want to talk about the lack of equality in households if you have a partner, but right for the moms out there, you know, have your coffee or your tea break and just make it yours. Even these little things can make all the difference. Yep. Um, you know, if you have time and you can reserve and set aside even more time, two minutes a day for a meditation and just stillness does wonders for our brains and our bodies. You know, there are these beautiful things that we can introduce that are a lot harder than they sound when I say two minutes because to do it and to do it regularly, which is what you should do with these types of practices, um, it really is a beautiful way to honor yourself and to fill your glass because as women, we oftentimes are always thinking about everybody else. And I said this to Megan the other day, I said, take the time, you know, and, and she said, I'm doing some walking meetings. I said, great, but find the stillness. And if you aren't filling up your glass, it's going to shatter, right? You're going to have nothing in it. You're going to get sick. And right now, especially today with the pandemic, we need to be healthy. We need to rest. We need to do what we need to do for immunity and for ourselves because you can't be there for anybody if you're not, if you don't have your health and if you're not investing in yourself. I agree. I think that's part of why, you know, the, the, the modeling and the mentorship that we're talking about is so important too, because it's one thing when you hear somebody say it, uh -huh. right? Because I heard over and over again, you know, you have to meditate, you have to take care of yourself, you have to take time off, you have to whatever, do what it is to take care of yourself. And I'm looking around my office and I'm thinking, okay, but all of the senior partners are here from seven in the morning until 10 at night. They also all have wives at home who take care of a lot of stuff for them. So let's like, keep that, keep honest about that, that caveat. But, you know, like if that's what I modeled, then that's what I think the, the inevitability is if I'm going right. to be successful. So it's just as important. Hold on, what is success? That's, that's the question because, you know, if, if that's what's modeled for me and I hear over and over again, well, success is I'm making whatever, 500 to a, a million a year and that's all that my life is and that's what I'm told is successful. That's not necessarily something I want, but sometimes I feel like that's the only option. So for, for me, if I see somebody who is making the kind of money I'm looking for, but more importantly, they're also being happy in other aspects of their life. They have balance, they have stillness, they have um, time to focus on the other things that are important to them. Then I start to think, you know what, I can maybe do that because that's something that I see somebody in my life doing, if that makes sense. Yeah. I, listen, I left finance earlier for a reason. <laughs> I didn't see women I wanted to be, and I didn't see men that seemed happy and fulfilled. Now, I don't want to be negative, And I will say that there's always the outliers, but I think there's something about money or maximizing wealth that's diametrically opposed to a fulfilled life. 
and wealth is not happiness. And I, I would ask that, and I, we actually did an interesting webinar on this after our webinar today, um, which is basically the concept that, you know, money is this construct. Um, mm. I still like money, I like nice things, but to realize that, you know, the way we think about finances actually like governs way too much. And it really is not what we should all be trying to optimize against. It's really interesting stuff. Um, the Soul of Money uh, by Lynn was it Powers. That's an interesting read. Please read it and we should chat. Um, Natalie, say it again, hon. It's called The Soul of Money. Hmm. But listen, there, you know, based on what you just said to me, like I would say, I really hope you don't stay in that job if that's what success is at that firm. And I mean that in the kindest way. And listen, I left finance and I went back into it and now I invest for fun. And the fact that I can say that and have a huge smile on my face and enjoy now thinking about business and numbers from the investment side when I used to not like it, it's because I came to the realization that I could do it on my own terms. And mm -hmm. it wasn't about a 12 hour day and you know, being up at 5 a.m. and in the office at 6 a.m. And it wasn't about being so stressed that you had a UTI every other month. So <laughs> when I realized, wow, I like this for a different reason because I like numbers and I enjoy business strategy and I want to be an empowered woman and I'm good at these things, then I owned it and it's a very different, very fulfilling, you know, thing that I can do where, you know, it's not about what am I making, but how am I involved and what am I getting out of it? Um, but also investing in these other areas that, are hugely important and arguably a lot more important in my life. Mm -hmm. A really good point. Yeah, it's super solid because that's exactly what I'm trying to do. I'm learning how to heart focus, breathe and meditate, even if it's for a minute a day. And I mean, it's hard for me. And I mean, I literally have it like in my phone, walk the fuck away from your computer right now for even just two good. minutes. Good. Just do it. And it's, it's, it's challenging, but you do feel a lot better, um, you know, when you come back. Doing it solo is really tough. So I recommend Guided to start. Um, there are some apps that right now are doing it free. And then with She's Independent, we're doing a lot of donation-based, you know, grounding and meditative and healing workshops. Our yin yoga, speaking of feminine energy, wow, you know, our instructor is amazing. She's absurd. You have to try it. Yin is a completely different type of yoga. Breath work, I mean, my favorite modality, there's something called conscious breath work. I don't even, I can't even really explain it in words, but basically it's an out-of-body experience. You're over-oxygenating yourself and you're healing and empowering on a subconscious level. Um, this stuff is like truly life-changing and we do it, you know, regularly. Um, and I can't say enough about, you know, just taking that time um, and when you do it with somebody who's leading a workshop, you're not only learning through their experiences and that connection, but it's a lot easier than having to do it yourself. Yeah. Agreed. And on to, to add on to that, because I know you so well, Sarah, and then you get, you have community around you while you're doing it, which you really need, you yeah. know, that's so, so important to you. Uh, it's, it's, it's a, that's what I think has been so hard for me during this pandemic is I've had you guys by zoom weekly and i've had my family well my family is i was supposed to get married july 5th and that's all not happening but 
you know, a lot of that was a lot of fear was in, in, cause they're on the East coast. I'm from New Jersey. So I get what you're talking about in New York. <laughs> I grew up there for 20 plus years. Totally understand. Um, but you know, I, that was my number one struggle is, is like just being around humans. Like for me, grounds me, centers me. And now I literally physically can't be by somebody. This works for me. Zoom works for me for like, it took about that much off maybe for about 20 minutes after it happened. And then I was right back into like the, like, some of that stuff that uh, Natalie suggested, but really look at it in the space of connectiveness um, and find another avenue for you to feel connected, you know, and, and, yeah. and get on the trails. What'd you say? The trails in Colorado. I mean, just being out in nature is so grounding. Yep. For the record, when Natalie and I talked on Wednesday, the last thing she said to me was, Megan, hit the trails. Guess what I did today, Natalie? Yes. You did it. Yes. Where did you go? Uh, I found a new open space here. That's I was I found one that's within 10 minutes of my office. Just nice. so that I can get Stephanie, my office mate, and be like, on a Wednesday, we're going to just take a long lunch and go, you know, okay. three miles. Now, next time, find a tree and hug it, okay? Watch out for, for fire ants, murder hornets. Okay, now you're scaring me, but yeah. For a hot second, by the way. Ah, <laughs> oh, this is great. Natalie, you're going to have to come back. We're going to have to have many more conversations. Yes, like I would this. love that. You guys are awesome. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, I would love to share a code with you all, if you want to share it with your audience. I think some of the things like the conscious breath work is insane cool. So... I want to get one down and do it. <laughs> well, you all get a free one, but we'll we'll hook up other people up as well. Yeah, that's super awesome. Yeah, we'll throw that in the show notes for everybody. So if you guys want to go head over to She's Independent, um, Natalie, tell us where they can find you on all the things. Yeah, she's independent.com. We have Instagram at she's independent underscore. Those are mainly the things. We have Facebook, WhatsApp for our private community. Check it out. Send me an email, natalie at she'sindependent.com. And I'd be happy to chat on really anything. And you could. You're so smart. <laughs> so I just love talking with you and the way your brain works. So thanks again, Natalie. We appreciate you. I love you all. And I can't wait to do it again and have like a group hug in person at some point. Yes, please. <laughs> oh, the, the virtual <laughs> hug is like the hands. So here you go. Here's my hug. <laughs> We're gonna, we're gonna put like snaps or something. We're gonna put Sarah Flannery straight in the middle of that group hug. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. We're gonna be and we're gonna be the rapper. Awesome. All right, thanks again. Bye guys. Bye. Hey guys, we really appreciate you listening to the podcast. And what we really need is for you to like, subscribe, comment, share, and let us know what you think and share it with everybody that you want to help level up their life too. So until the next episode, thanks.